Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, with sports betting season in full force with football here, you need a sports book with integrity and longevity like BetUS. You may already know this, but BetUS has been pioneers in the sports book industry for almost three decades, thriving and paying their loyal customer base. That is BETUS.com, and they have loads of bonuses. Join now or call 1 800 69 BETUS. That is 800 MYBETUS. You receive 125% sign up bonus by using bonus code SST125. That's SST125. They have re-up and referral bonuses. Also, BetUS is known among America's favorite sportsbook for lots of reasons. Bet on team and player props, loads of NFL futures, UFC matches, PGA golf, live betting on most sports. The online casino has hundreds of games. The race books has all the horse tracks. They have every bet type imaginable. Follow my lead and get your phone online and sports betting partner with integrity and longevity like I did. BetUS. You bet. You win. You get paid. Bet U.S. Chris Landry, LandryFootball.com, the Texas A&M scouting report here. Good morning, my friend. How are you? Hey, David. How are you? Uh, I'm well, sir. So I kind of want to ask how your opinion of A&M has changed throughout this season from preseason expectations to that downfall to their rise again well they've gotten uh, a lot better there's no question about it um and I think you know it's I preach this all the time I think it's it, it, it goes you know just kind of noise I guess for people but from a coaching standpoint I always try to stress you never stay the same either you get better or you get worse so usually what you want is the progression of the season well, coach teams in particular, you get better. Now, there's some circumstances where you don't, injuries and what have you, but this team has just gotten better in the early part of the season, trying to figure out some issues on the offensive line from personnel standpoint. Um, they've gotten better there. So they're running the football better, still have some issues in the passing game, a lot of drop balls, and you know they're they're not a dynamic offensive team from a passing standpoint, but they're really good at the line of scrimmage. And then defensively, they've just gotten better and better. Now, I thought this would be a really good defensive team, and it took them a little while to kind of really find their sea legs in it. But there are a number of guys that are playing well up front. Um, You know, I I thought that the quick-release pass game of Mississippi State got them out of sorts a little bit, and obviously they they weren't able to to finish that game like they wanted. But I think since that time, they've played as good defensively as anybody – uh, with the 
the exception of Georgia uh, in the country. They're, they're just, uh, they're doing a great job up front controlling things like last week, they just shut down Auburn's run game. Uh, the front uh, is really doing a good job. I think their, their blitz pressure was outstanding last week. They changed their launch points and really confused Bo Nix and uh, limited his ability to, to make improvisational plays. So this team has gotten better and better. There's no question about it. Now, the key is just to finish strong, and um, it's a little bit of a different test every week in different styles. So this is going to be uh, interesting. This is one, I think, this week what I'm looking forward to watching is this is going to be more on the offense, meaning, you know, you've got to be able to run the football, which I think you can against this Ole Miss defense that's not as good as Auburn's defense. So controlling the football and maybe finishing better in the red zone is kind of the challenge here. Defensively, this is certainly a, a tough challenge because of Ole Miss's offense and how they employ the quarterback in the run game. Bo Nix really doesn't run. He runs the throw, whereas uh, Corral will run, uh, even though he's banged up, will run to run. And he can keep, you know, take a third and six where you've got everything covered and accounted for it limits what you do. So you'd like to play a lot of eyes on the quarterback in that situation in some zone or pattern match, but then, you know, you, you've got to make sure that you really are, are not in a lot of, a lot of man situations with a lot of blitz pressure where you get caught out of your seams and he takes off and runs and, you know, it's the first down. So I've been really impressed with what I've seen. They've, uh, they've progressed a little bit better than even I thought they would. Of course, that's all relative, David, right, to, you know, teams. Some some other teams are just not as good as I thought they would be. So let's talk about that offensive line because, to me, that's been the biggest change for this team. How does that line get better in season with young players? Is it – do you chalk it up to just now they have some experience? Did they – or is yeah. it scheme-wise? What is it? <clears throat> well, you know, it's a couple of things. It's experience. It's reps. You know, I often – chuckle when people will say well that guy's not good enough or that guy's not, he's not good enough in that game and he you know but it no one stays the same I don't care what business you're in what work you're in uh you're gonna get better and better with more reps now there's a ceiling for every player and it's higher for some lower for others there was talent there I think there's been again some personnel issues some guys a little bit healthier playing better and that means that they're practicing more and more reps. That's the thing that people don't see that because they don't have access to it. They're thinking about, well, like when a guy comes off of an injury, well, he's going to be back for the, you know, fill in the blank game. Yeah, he may be back, but he doesn't have all the practice reps to be as sharp or as ready as he needs to be. So it's the combination of it's a step-by-step -step process, like every rung on the ladder. In every practice, every meeting, every situation gets you better, and you build off of that. So all of it, that's why you see a lot of it. You see, it, you see it in the NFL. You see teams look a lot different in November, ones that stay healthier, and you look at it. You start building practices with a limited number in pads in spring practice in the NFL and college. The practices, even though they're not a lot in pads, you know, you, you build one practice off for another common sense you should be better in November than you are in September so it's a combination of that two they began to work around we've talked about this before it, you know they started to move the pocket a little bit more they started to create two way uh, solutions to this 
improve the guys and then helping them with the scheme. So there's only two ways you get better, you know, in terms of personnel, you get better players, you get your players better. They've gotten their players better. But the other thing that you can do in season is you can help a little bit with scheme. And while there's limitations to that, they've kind of maximized that. And I think that's really helped them. Now they just need to be a little bit more proficient. And, you know, you got to like the other, like you look at them against it's Auburn. I mean, the offense moved the football. They ran the football, a lot of yards. They got in the red zone. Then you had the three and outs. You had the red zone inefficiencies. It's a drop here. It's a penalty here. It's little loose ends that if they tied it up together, you know, that game is probably not 23. It's probably another 10 to 14 points on the board. And as impressive as 20 to three was, uh, that would have been even more impressive. So I think they're physical. I think they're good. I think they've kind of created their own identity and I love their backs and I love the, the way their, their receivers and tight ends work in the running game. So that's all contributed to helping the offensive line and the protections to be that much better. We're not going to figure out the answer here because it happens throughout all football teams, but the drops, they have been a problem at times for this team this year. How, what, what happens there? Is it a lack of concentration? Is it just uh, you get lost in the moment? What, what, what happens? Well, there's two things. One thing that you always work in evaluating receivers, it's, it's the hands and what is the ability to hand catch, okay? So a lot of things, it's hand positioning. And one of the things you, you do for those that are not watching us, one of the things you try to do uh, in it, receivers is you try to form a net. It's basically a lot of hand positioning. A lot of times you let balls come into your body too much. If you think about this, and I'll describe it for those that are not watching, if your hands are a little bit closer into the body, when the ball hits your hands, it goes easier through your hands or part of the ball will hit the body and it bounces out. You want to create a net. You want to caress the ball in so that you kind of create a pillowing effect. So it's ball hand positioning. And that is turning your head around quick enough, being ready for the ball, having good hand position. And the other thing is just securing the football. A lot of, a, a lot of it is just the mental. I want to make a play. We're not scoring enough points. And this is a lot of what's going on right now. I think when I'm watching A&M is not scoring enough points. We're not effective in the red zone. We need to make a play. You got to first make the play by catching the football. And a lot of times you begin to make that move upfield. When you make the move upfield, you turn your head, which changes the positions of your hands. It's kind of like in golf for those that play golf. I mean, you, you start to lift your head your whole body comes up. So when they say, keep your head down, what they're really saying is stay down through the shot. Well, it's, it's, it's very similar in terms of catching the ball from a positioning standpoint, because when you start to turn and move up field where your, your hands are going with it. So now, instead of being in good position, you're getting part of your hands. Now you're having to double catch the ball. And if you got a defender, that's close. If you don't have good secure grasp of the ball, it's easier to knock the ball out. So it's a combination of that. You can really easily determine if a guy doesn't have good hands. If a guy doesn't have good hands, you can determine that. There are things you can improve with that. There are things you can do with eye-hand coordination. I love the, the tennis ball effect. It's something I learned from, from hockey scouts down the road where you really work in you, the eye-hand coordination where it's the, they, they teach goalies that, where the ball's coming at them, they got to catch. You can work on that. But it's about being able to, to your hand positioning and get your body in position. Believe it or not, when you're tired, 
it really hurts your ability because what you do is you're not as explosive to the catch point and sometimes you're a little bit late getting your hands in position so it's look you break down all of those things in every one of those situations you have to attack individually that's the definition of breaking it down and, and we've got to get it and and I think a lot of it to me is guys that have proven they can catch the football effectively it's just concentration and that's what they've got to they've got to fix that's a wonderful assessment thank you very much let's talk about the injury situation there at Ole Miss because that is a huge storyline if these wide receivers come back they have a trio that you know or TBD if you will and and I think two of the three are expected to play but how effective they can be Matt Corral another guy who's a little banged up how effective he can be how do you think injuries play a part in this weekend's game well first of all I'm just thinking about something I don't know that I've seen two tougher nuts than these two <laughs> quarterbacks in this game. I mean, trying to crack these guys up, these these guys will take hits and body parts will be flying and they'll tape them back together. Both of these guys are really, really tough. So it starts there um, with Matt Corral and that he'll play and he'll play hurt and he'll play affected. The receivers, again, how much work have they had, even though they're quote-unquote available, so the timing and everything is important. Now, a lot of what they do is they scheme guys open. So a lot of what is going to be interesting to see is how patient Mike's going to be with this pressure package. They'll try to hurt AM with tempo. Um, so some of those guys play, that'll just be more guys out on routes. But what they'll do is they'll scheme guys open, and what they often do is they'll work a certain side of the field and will scheme a guy open on that side of the field. So I think you got to be really – really patient with your coverage. You've got to be really, you know, disciplined, great eye discipline, because they're going to sell the run and fake the run and the RPOs all the time. So they just want you to take one jab step in one direction, and that's enough to get a receiver behind you. So I think it's important that you do a couple of things. You limit the explosive plays, make them go the distance. So be a little bit late in filling from the third level of the defense against the run. Uh, it will, will help your angles, and it will protect you from getting beat deep. So it's going to be, as I said, a different challenge. This is a more eclectic offense that does a better job with RPOs and certainly likes to run tempo and runs it more effectively than Auburn. You can run tempo. It's how well can you run it. They run it well. They, they also like to run the football. They run the football because they they – they take defenders out of the box with, you know, defending the, the, the pass. And then obviously they create a lot of gaps and a lot of blocking matchup advantages. So you've got to be really sound with your gap control. So if you're going to run some stunts or twists to try to get upfield, you got to do a good job replacing your gaps, meaning that every gap has to be covered and accounted for, or else that's where they gas you. And it's like a 15 yard run is like a three-yard run for most because they create so many seams and they're so quick and explosive through it that they get, you know, seven, eight yards in those situations of what we call untouched, um, you know, unencountered, unencumbered runs. So you've got to be really good and make them earn it. That's what you've got to do. You've got to be really physical up front and, um, and got to limit the big place because that's what they try to capitalize on. Chris, let's talk Alabama for a minute. Are they going to make it to the college football playoffs the way they're playing? And I'm thinking even if they are able to survive the regular season, which is still a question, what happens against Georgia? 
Well, I, I don't like them against Georgia. I don't think they match up well against Georgia, but that's going to depend a lot on Georgia. If Georgia plays their best game, I think they match up very well against Alabama, this Georgia team against this Alabama team right now. Um, and Georgia's been consistent. You know, will, will the moment, the pressure get to Georgia play? I, you know, I, th- those are things I don't know. That could level it out because, you know, one of the things, and this relates to Alabama and everybody, I mean, after Georgia, it's like <laughs> – you know, you you look at a bunch of teams that, you know, when I look at it, I see a lot of good, David. I don't see a lot of excellence, a lot of consistency. With Alabama, it's consistency, like they're up. I mean, they're up and down and up and down. And so you don't know what you're getting. And, you know, you look last week, you can have a lot of recency bias and look at it and say, man, that was ugly. Um, how do they respond to that? Look, I don't think if they play like they did against LSU, I I don't know that they get by Arkansas or Auburn. I expect them to play better, but but I don't know. I mean, that's a big part of it. I think they're not staying committed to the run. That's a big issue. That's a big problem. Um, you know, but they they played they played poorly. They they you know, and and I think they it's one of the reasons why I think Nick is handling the team this way is they're trying hard. They not a lot of leadership, experienced leadership, not not bad guys, guys that are trying but they don't know how to lead because there are a lot of young guys and they're replacing a lot of guys. And I think there's a little bit of gaps and we talk about recruiting all the time. You know, it was a big weekend for A&M in recruiting in in addition to the win. But one of the things about recruiting, you go back and look at Alabama is there are about five of those guys that look like, well, look like the the guy that A&M got this, this past weekend, but you wonder and you hope the first thing I thought of is, is this guy going to be the type of player? Is he going to be committed? Because I've looked back, all the great Alabama recruiting, they've had five, five and four-star defensive linemen over the past five years that are no longer with the program because of different reasons. So they don't have quite the depth. Will Anderson is a wrecking crew on defense, making plays, but there's not as many difference makers. So they're good. They're not great. Um, but what are we going to see? I mean, isn't it interesting? It's like they dominate you know, because everybody likes to compare games and teams. They really dominate a Mississippi State's offense that AM couldn't defend. And then yet AM beats Alabama. So it's like the whole transitive property doesn't work. It's because when you play, you know, not only how healthy you are, but style matchup with this Alabama team, they're all across the place. But, you know, I don't know who else is to right now. If you, it's Georgia and just throw a bunch of teams in a hat and we'll figure it out later. We've got about a minute left. Let me ask you about the uh, Bo Davis video that was leaked yesterday. Um, just uh, some thoughts on, you know, Texas has had some issues this year, but that just looked like a football coach being passionate. Uh, your, your thoughts on what was uh, uncovered? Well, I, full disclosure, I know Bo. I uh, signed Bo Davis when I was coaching at LSU out of Copiah Lincoln Junior College. So I, um, I sent him a text, and um, I got one of those smiley things back because he was this baby face guy that he was on the front end of some of that stuff from myself and Pete Jenkins. So he kind of grew up in that era of, you know, you bet play hard and the bowl bowls developed into a really good coach. And uh, they need more of that because that's a, that's been a culture problem. I go back to even when Mac Mac Brown's good friend, but he never liked it when I, you know, when we had conversations that, you know, it's more country club atmosphere. It's a little bit soft. I think there's a lot of entitlement there, and I think it's been a culture that needs to be changed, and they need more of that. They need more of the right type of guys, and I think 
to me, the biggest thing was at a boy, I'd want to stand up and clap because that needed to be said and done uh, pretty clearly knowing Bo. And you know what? It says an awful lot about that. Somebody would leak it and maybe they find out who that guy is. And that'd be the first guy that ought to enter the portal or they ought to push into the portal. Absolutely. Chris, we appreciate it. It's Chris Landry, LandryFootball.com, Texas A&M Scouting Report. Thanks, brother. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.